Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, genuinely the world's greatest football team. We've got to be now, surely. After seeing off Premier League champions Man City, we've only gone and knocked current league leaders Arsenal off the top of the table with another 1-0 win at Villa Park. Phenomenal. More on that in a sec, plus Frankie serves me up with another of his world-famous spicy questions. But first things first, Frankie, how are you and have you come down off the ceiling yet? George, I am dancing on the ceiling like Lionel Richie demanded we did many, many moons ago. I cannot believe what we are living through. I have spent my entire life believing, truly believing at Aston Villa could be more than what we are, right? I look at Liverpool, I look at Manchester United, and I look at all these teams in London and think, well, Aston Villa are the biggest team in Birmingham, right? Second biggest city in the country. Massive population, massive fan base. Why are Liverpool bigger than Villa? Why are Manchester United bigger than Villa? Why are apparently Newcastle bigger than Villa? Why, why are any London... There's no reason any of them should be where they are ahead of where Aston Villa are, right? No reason whatsoever. But we've always been patronised. We've always been ignored. We've never been given it, you know, our fair due, I think. But in fairness, we've not lived up to the to what we should be. We've been terrible for a long time. George, we've just won 15 home games in a row. Do you remember Bill Goldberg in WCW Wrestling when he went on the winning streak? Sure do. Sure Who's do. next? Who's next? Yeah. This was when he beat Hulk Hogan at uh, uh, the Georgia Dome in 1998. I mean, this, this is this is Taker at WrestleMania, isn't it? Oh, this is the Undertaker's streak, yeah. and there's no Brock Lesnar turning up to ruin it for us. We, I mean, George, I'm I'm almost at a loss for words. Like, I, I have dared to dream that Villa could be more than what we believed we are. You know, I've said for such a long time, Atletico Madrid did it in Spain. Tottenham did it here. People laughed at them for years, but they beat, they 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 went beyond that and competed for league titles and got into the Champions League regularly. Aston Villa right now have finally found that manager, the first manager since Ron Saunders walked out the door in 1982, the first manager since who truly has elevated us to a level where we are like, we, 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 we're competitors. We are absolute competitors. And, um, I mean, to, to to go to Tottenham a week and a half ago and win 2-1 against, you know, the media darling of Ange Ball FC, to then follow that up with a must-win game in Europe four days later with a, a win against Warsaw, another really good side, mm. with their dickhead fans outside the stadium. you know, Ch- Chucking Mayo. Chucking Mayo. Uh, you know, uh, a second Mayo bottles hit the Holt stand. Two, two, three days later, we we go to Bournemouth away. Who, who, by the way, one of the most informed teams in the Premier League with Iraq. Very impressive. Go yeah. to Crystal Palace three days ago, win one nil. Go to Manchester United, win three nil. That two two suddenly looks amazing. Great point. Yeah. And then you, you completely dominate and outclass Manchester City. You know, despite their various injuries, we dominated and outclassed a Pep Guardiola team. And then three days after that, all the physical exertion we've done. You're thinking, can we? Do we still have the energy to do it? And we play against the probably the best team in England right now, Arsenal. And we, again, not only carry that form into the, of the Man City game into the first 10 minutes to get that goal, but then follow that up with a classic Unai Emery defensive masterclass. I mean, to win 1-0, to beat City and Arsenal within three days. George, we are living the dream here. You know, I had a dream. And it was that Aston Villa one day would be 
what I believe they could be. And Unai Emery is the man making that a reality. George, what did you make of the game? Iconic. I have a dream. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Uh, it, yeah, as you say, Frankie, it is, hard, it is hard to put into words. And I do feel maybe I am dreaming. Maybe maybe this is a dream. Maybe maybe the All Villano Filler podcast is just a figment of my imagination. Maybe you don't exist. I don't as, know anymore. As Notorious my BRG re- said, it was all a dream. I used yeah. to read Word Up magazine. Word Up magazine, yeah. I used to, I used to read Smash Hits magazine. <laughs> I used to read Shoot magazine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel real. I've programmed myself in all my years of supporting Aston Villa to just accept that we are at best a mid-table Premier League side. So to see us now competing among the very best and beating the very best in within hours, days of each other, is just, oh, I mean, I, I just can't really wrap my head around it, to be honest. It's it's brilliant. I mean, two 1-0 wins, two very different 1-0 wins. Yes. As you said, um, against Man City, we were on the front foot the entire game. Uh, I think unlucky actually just to win that game by one goal. We should have scored two or three. Mm. Um, this game trickier, but perhaps expected given the you know the huge physical, emotional exhaust you know effort that we put into to beating Man City to do that again and to to play the way we did tonight. I mean, yes, we did. We didn't have it you know all our own way. Um, you know, Arsenal, as you say, they're they're in they're in great form at the moment. They're, they they were top of the league for a reason because you know they 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 go to teams and and beat them and they win and and they grind they grind out results. I would say Arsenal this season they've scored a lot of late goals. Obviously, the goal against uh, Luton, which won it for them before us, mm. they've done that a few times this season. And there was a worry, obviously, towards the end with the Havertz VAR disallowed goal, which was correctly disallowed. Um, <laughs> Whether they 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 might have managed to get an equaliser, but yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to Arteta's comments after the game where he was talking about things being clear and obvious. So I just thought, just just be humble, just accept you came to the Villa and you got beaten, and it was and you you lost to a team that dug in and were resolute and deserved to win the game. You know, just you're accept not the it. best Basque manager in the world. There's just another man. It. Yeah, <laughs> except oh. Unai is the Don 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 Juan. Don Unai. The maestro. The maestro. Honestly, I, I saw a bus riding around here that had an advert for a film called The Maestro. Yeah. Right? With uh, Unai on it. And I thought, well, Bradley Cooper starring it. I thought, it's just Bradley Cooper starring as Unai Emery. And they've, Hollywood has done a whole year of Unai Emery at Aston Villa. Well, I, I mean, listen, when, when we when we win the title, Frankie, they, the, the Hollywood are going to have to try and think of a, a different title other than Maestro. I can't think of a better one. Oh, if they do a Hollywood, you know, Hollywood film about... You know, Villa winning the league league title 23-24 season. Who uh, who do you reckon would play some of the players? Do you reckon? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, who? I mean, we've got we've got the best looking players in the world. Is it, well, exactly. So, I mean, they're Hollywood. They're Holly. They 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 look like Hollywood stars. The, they the best themselves. Look, the best yeah. looking players, the best looking coaches, the best, best looking, looking podcasters. Uh, podcasters. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, I mean. Maybe they could they could do like a, an indie film where it's two podcasters following a team that's always been a bit like underachieving and a bit rubbish, and then <laughs> yeah. somehow they win the league and it's the two of us, yeah, just like losing our minds, like a kind of like a new a new age fever pitch instead of it being yeah. Arsenal, Nick Hornsby Arsenal, it'd be us two as Aston Villa, that's maybe, right. maybe a, couple, a couple of a couple of loser podcasters that sort of like <laughs> live, live their Speak lives vicarious. <laughs> vicariously through the success of the club they support. Yeah. I think that's it, isn't it? A couple yeah. of loser podcasters. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's 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 been it's 
I, it's, it's you know, special, we, 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 It is special. We're in a, you know, we're in multiple WhatsApp groups with multiple people who support multiple, you know, big clubs. Yeah. And for years and years, we have to put up with, you know, oh, you know, Liverpool are going to win this and that. United are going to win this and that. And you just think, oh, when, 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 if ever, will this happen to Villa? And yes, okay, listen, it's it's December. We're halfway through the season. The wheels could fall off. I, and this is this is the this is the Villa fan talking that's experienced, you know, yeah, this, this heartbreak is for for years and years. And I and I, it's hard to try and eradicate that feeling of pessimism when you've just endured it for many many years. Mm. The wheels could fall off, but as of right now, this is as the as good a season. Obviously, I mean, records of tumbling that I've ever experienced. Watching them is a complete joy. I'm so invested in all the players. I follow them on social media. They're like they're like char- they're like mates. Oh, like Frankie, it's, I'm it's, in love with them. It's they're just you know. I'm I'm I like a Swifty. I'm like a Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, Swifty. I'm, I'm, it's like oh, Luca Luca Dean just 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 posted something. I'm all over that. Or you know, <laughs> Esri Concer just Ooh. just post just posted a oh you know plus is, plus three. Is that a is again. that a Sainsbury's in Sutton Coalfield? Look at my watch. I'm like, can I get there from London? In- Looking out in two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 you're right. I, we, I think we have become the Villa equivalent of Swifty. We've got to be down Villa Park for two hours after kickoff, two hours after the final whistle, hanging around the gates, waiting for Super John McGinn to come out to sign my forehead or something. Have you seen his, um, have you seen his new nickname? What? No. Ravars. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, Bravars is amazing. Um, he has got a Hadrian's wall of an arse. Like nothing's getting past it. Oh, absolutely. But, it's like yeah, it's it's like the wall in Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the, 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 the White, White Walkers, Walkers would struggle we, to get around that. Even Jon Snow looks at that, and he just Jon Snow is just quivering behind. Trump <laughs> <Trumbles John McGinza>. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's getting past it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I but, mean, you, to to serve on the wall, that would be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be impressive. But, but it's it, George, like. It was just an incredible victory for that. I mean, in the sense, it felt like the momentum from the Man City game carried over into the this game yeah. in that first ten minutes, where yeah, for sure. Arsenal made the mistake Man United did last season, and I think another team did it as well, maybe Brentford. But they they basically changed ends at the start of the game, won the mm. toss, and they were like, "Well, make Villa play to the whole one in the first half." And the thing is, that gets us rolled up, and we score early. It just keeps happening. And um, we carried that momentum in from the city game into that first ten minutes, and uh, it was a it was a repeat of what we saw. And George, I don't want to big myself up here, right? I don't I don't want to say that I, I know what the hell I'm talking about all the time. But before the city game, I said that area with Leon Bailey on the right on the right hand side for us going up against Guardiola is probably the area we can get joy, and we got the goal through that. And then I followed it up the other day, and I said if Zinchenko's pulling mm. forward. We can yeah. pull it into space, get it into that area because it's going to be space to run into, as we found last season against them. What do you know? Villa counterattack from the back quickly forward. I think it came into Bailey, laid it back to T- uh, to Kamara, into Tielemans, Tielemans up to Bailey, and Bailey. You know, I've been trying to think of a Bob Marley song for him because I think Jamaica. You know what a wonderful country that is. What a great artist Bailey and uh, Bob Marley were. Um, don't worry about a thing because Leon Bailey's playing on the wing. Now, that was given to me, and I, I have to credit this to somebody else because I tried to come up with a, a Leon Bailey song the other day using a Bob Marley song, 
Um, but I need to find exactly who the name was. Uh, it was Real Villa on YouTube. Real Villa gave that exact song to me, and I was uh, blown away by it because um, I tried to do, um, you know, don't, No Woman, uh, No Cry. But uh, don't worry about a thing because Leon Bailey is running down the wing, uh, playing on the wing. Leon Bailey's bombing down the wing. Whatever you want. It's a co-write. It's uh, the Beatles. Uh, but look, Leon Bailey, fantastic work. Paul gets yeah. into there, runs it. I think it was Gabriel. Or it was one of Saliba or Gabriel, whichever mm -hmm. one it was. Intelligently pulled it back and John McGinn, he worked that one second with his back to goal, his backside to goal, his Hadrian's wall of a booty to the goal, turns and finishes. Ben White loses him and... <clears throat> What a start. What And you could that cheering from the Villa fans, you just felt there's something happening here. And from that, Arsenal did take control of the game possession-wise, yeah. Yeah. but they didn't take control of the game in the sense of, of you know, chance-wise. Mm. It felt to me like this was a game where, we've talked about Uno Emery before, where I think back to him when he managed Valencia. I think Uno Emery as a manager before, where he was a bit more of a conservative, pragmatic manager. There was something of the Rafa Benitez about him. I think mm. he's become a much more of an attack-minded manager. He's become a much more, um, much more confident in taking it to opposition teams. For instance, I don't think he would have taken he would have taken it to Man City the other night in the past in the way he did now with Villa. And I don't think he'd have taken it to Arsenal in the way he did in that first ten minutes as he did in the past. I think he's evolved, and I think Villa are, are, are reaping the dividends of that because. But after that, it felt like. It became a bit more of a classic Unai Emery performance in that Villa soaked up that pressure and then just tried to hit them on the break. But you've got to give credit to Arsenal in their press. I mean, George, we could barely play out. And it was I think it was because their pressing structure was just target Pau Torres as fast as they could. And it just gave us no options to play out at all. Mm. And I think if we hadn't got that early goal, that would have been a very, very difficult game for us, George. But... You know, fair play to Arsenal when they're uh, pressing from the front. But how many chances did, chances did Arsenal really create in that game? Mm. It suggests that Villa's defensive display with that high line, we caught them offside all the time. We didn't give them clear-cut chances, really. I mean, it was a brilliant display from Villa, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, if we talked about kind of, if we talk about individuals, you know, Seymour Ginn got his goal, but again, he was he was leading the line like a like a like a proper captain. Again, you know, two two games on the bounce, Man City and Arsenal, uh, you know, arguably our you know our, our best player on the pitch in both games. Um, Emi Martinez, you know, the saves he had to make, he made, um, and I think for him, obviously, it's it, it, it's there is that that personal thing, the fact obviously he used to play for Arsenal, but also the fact that. The last game we lost at home was to Arsenal. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, he conceded, well, we conceded that goal where it came off his back and went in. And, you know, that was a really unfortunate um, uh, defeat because, you know, I thought we did enough in that game to to get something out of it. To win it. Um, could have won it. Yeah, we could have won it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's mad to think that was the last game we lost to Villa Park. I mean, Coutinho started that game, I think. He scored. Um, he scored. Yeah. Um, so it seems, I mean, that seems like a century ago, but yeah, and for him personally, and I think he did really, really well, uh, today, stood up to the challenge, just, yeah, a concert again, 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 concert, just a phenomenal performance from him. And it, Carlos is really hard day as well. You've got, you got to mark Martinelli. That is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
Dinia, it's a sh- actually it's a, obviously we've got to say you know Dinia and, and Douglas Louise are suspended for Brentford now, which is a concern. But then yeah, you say that oh, our squad depth is really impressive. The fact that you know against Brentford we could bring on you know Moreno, obviously in a left back. I've got no issue with him playing obviously against Brentford. Louise maybe slightly different. We might need to kind of change things around for, for, mm. to accommodate his loss because he big is a loss. big loss. He's big such loss, a good. Yeah. Um, I would say our best player this season, uh, Louise. But we'll, we you know we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah, back back on tonight's performances. Just just again, I, you just run out. You genuinely run out of superlatives for how well each individual player is performing. You know, Watkins again leading the line. You know, didn't didn't have much of a of a, of a you know whiff of chances. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of a couple of strikes. I think in the second half he had a, a chance to score. Dina had a chance to score, didn't he, in the second half as well. You know, well so saved by Raya, um, but just they just they just they work so well. They click so well together. It's it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know if you play Football Manager, um, there's this there's this kind of feature where like there are lines connected to players. It shows that they are they are um, they're just linking well. That they fit mm-hmm. well. We just fit so well. I think. Mm-hmm. You've got Pau Torres' passing ability at the back, but you've got Diego Carlos's physicality. You've got you've got Conser's bravery. You know, it just they accommodate each other. Their skill sets work so well together in midfield. That kind of you know, you've got McGinn or Tielemans, you know, inside left, inside right. Mm. You've got that lovely combination of Luis and Kamara that complement each other so well. Up front, obviously, you've got Watkins leading the line as like a like a really complete striker. It just fits brilliantly. The personalities, attributes, everything is is going together so well. It's just, it's a joy. It's a joy, Frankie. It's a joy. It is the season for joy, and I'm feeling joyous right now. I'll look out the window like Ebenezer Scrooge and look at kids and go, "You there? Where are Aston Villa in the league?" <laughs> and I'm like, "How? How? What do you mean with like yeah. third yeah. in December above five points ahead of Man City? No. I mean, what?" Well, like eight points ahead of Man United, eight points ahead of Tottenham, eight, nine points ahead of Newcastle. I mean, this is absolutely extraordinary, George. Yeah, I mean, what what position to be in this 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 time of the season? And, and the As you is, say, it's not like, it's not like we're it's not like we're you know a couple of points ahead of these our, our competitors. We are yeah. light years ahead of them. Yeah, and, you know, and, nine. It's on Newcastle, the team that beat us five one at the start of the season. And, and the thing is, the thing is, like you think about it, like. You know, to to our younger listeners, I think back to the past and I think, you know, my first season sporting Aston Villa, we came second in the Premier League, right? So I had a warped vision of what Aston Villa were going to be. I thought this is what Villa will always be. We compete with Man United to win the league. And then that didn't quite happen. But, you know, in the 90s, we we were up there. We were fourth. We won the Coca-Cola Cup twice. So again, you're sort of thinking like Villa are a team who can compete at the top, like, you know, whatever. But we never like we never pushed for the league. And then in '99 under John Gregory, we got to February and we were top of the league. And then I remember going to watch us play Blackburn at home at Trinity. In the I was sat in the Trinity Road stand behind a, a big hole that was there in the old Trinity, and we lost three one. I remember watching David Dunn running to score the third goal and thinking, oh. And as I walked home, I remember a Villa fan behind me going, uh, bloody. Uh, Man, you know, he would eight one at Nottingham Forest when Solskjaer came on and scored four goals as a substitute. Right, yeah, I remember that. And and then Villa fell away during the O'Neill era. Again, I remember we were like top two until about February, and then again fell away. 
But I look at this team and I look mm. at this manager and I just think, I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. I think the way we manage the game and the way we use our squad, yeah, it's so not made, happening. He made, he, he made, you know, a lot of managers are criticised for making subs at the wrong times, not making the right subs, all the rest yeah. of it. But you know, I made exactly the right subs, exactly the right time to see yeah. that game out today. Uh, exactly. And I, I mean, I was sat there and I was going like, I think, you know, maybe Bailey got a, not, a blow at half time, mm. but Moussa Diaby comes on. I yeah. mean, Moussa Diaby. But the, the quality of a player like that. And then you've got like, Zanonka came on, did a great job, I thought, yep. for Kamara. Um, you know, uh, uh, you've got Yonderan didn't even come on today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Moreno comes on for Luca Dean. Ramsey comes Jacob, on. Jacob Ramsey comes on. I mean, the quality of this squad at the moment. It's, you know, it's, you know, Diaby for Bailey. It's not Trezeguet for El Ghazi anymore, man. Yeah. You know, the, 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 yeah. you know, and as much as I love Trezeguet and El Ghazi, I think they're slightly underrated players, but, you know, it, it's just different. It's just different. And um, the way we've managed, you know, Emery's managed this stuff recently is off the charts. And today, like I say, I think Villa, I think naturally, because we scored that early goal, our tendency was to sit back a bit. I think we sat back a little bit too much from the start. I think we could have maybe gone a bit harder. But but at the same time, we've played a lot of football. Arsenal have had two extra days rest than we did. You know, they played on Tuesday. We played Wednesday. Yeah, We played Sunday. They played on the Saturday. So mm. technically, it's two games extra rest. And they, by the way, they didn't have to play Man City three days ago. Yeah. They had to play Luton away, which was a hard game for them. You know, but, you know, I'd, I think I'd rather Luton than Man City. Um, and uh, yeah, we came back and we did it. And tactically, you know, we were just trying to hit them on the break. And a couple of occasions, you know, uh, Watkins had a shot in the second half. Uh, Luca Dean had a shot in the second half. We could have made it 2-0. And on top of that, if you think of Arsenal, you think clear-cut chances. The only real one I can think of, Odegaard in the first half, that Emmy Martinez oh, yeah, yeah. made an incredible save. And yeah. that's why, again, you say Emmy Martinez is the best goalkeeper in the world because he makes saves like that. You know, when you, when you need a great player to dig you out of a hole that you've got yourself into, he pulls you out of it. Diego Carlos, 10 out of 10. Man of the match for me. Brilliant. You know, I think I think Gabriel Jesus is waking up tonight, in you know, doing jutting his shoulder up. His, his wife, girlfriend, his, his partner, his boy, whoever, goes to hug him and he, he, he juts up and, and he goes, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, God, I thought it was Diego Carlos. But it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not. Because he's going to walk down the street all the time looking over. It's going to be like The Shining. He'll walk around the Arsenal training ground just seeing the shadow of Diego Carlos everywhere he goes. Pretty big shadow. It was a phenomenal display from a player who was out for a year, you know, and he's come back and played three big games in a row. Amazing. Every single player today deserves massive credit. Uno Emery deserves massive credit for the way he's managed his team, for the way he used those subs. And 15 wins in a row at home. 15 Becking wins in a row at home. In 143 years of our existence, we've never done that. We have. You know. we and have we're been... old, Frankie, but I don't. I don't remember. I, you know, I don't remember when we were formed. No, no. no. I've I, no. It's hazy in my memory. But I, we, you know, in that time, we've beaten Brighton twice, including a six-one. We've absolutely laid the smackdown on Man City. We, we've destroyed. Newcastle three nil. Newcastle, who at the time, by the way, yeah. were the mo- one of the most informed teams in world football, yeah. and we absolutely killed them in a way that no other team did last season. And then 
We've just gone and beaten the most informed team in 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 England and in, in Arsenal. I think I think our next home game is Sheffield United. Knowing how the world works, that's probably the one. They'll be our old. They'll be our old mathematic. <laughs> we score a goal and somehow uh, uh, VAR misses that it went over the line in favour, <laughs> uh, even though that didn't go over the line in my. And it'll be, it'll be Camp Cameron Archer that gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, I mean, look. Whatever happens going forward. This has been an incredible, incredible run. And what a ride. We have every single reason to believe that we are not only capable of getting the Champions League, but we're capable of winning the Premier League. Why not? Dare to believe. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. George and I have been friends for a long old time, but this could be a falling out to rival Henry VIII when he decided, you know what? I'm sick of you, Anne Boleyn. And do you know what I'm going to do? Instead of divorce you, I'm just going to chop your bloody head off. In this, the spicy question. So, George, I ask you, I mean, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but can Aston Villa win the Premier League, as Doug Ellis used to call it? Premier, not Premier. <laughs> Oh well, I, I tell you what—if they—if they do, it would send bigger shockwaves across England and the Reformation. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> That's a, a rival like football managers hiding in priest holes. <laughs> Guardiola just hiding in Man City's ground in a priest hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unai Emery's looking around everywhere for him. I mean, I—I I think why not? Why not? I mean. Y- We've had this conversation before, Frankie. A lot, a lot of it is a mentality thing. I know, obviously, in previous years we just haven't had the squad to compete, whereas now, arguably, we do. Um, but it's it is a mentality thing. I, I, I don't, I don't see why we should shirk away from it. Um, I think, I think, you know, Unai said after we beat Man City, if we beat Arsenal, then we were we were in a title race. Mm-hmm. And today he. Kind of said, yeah. I mean, we are. We should enjoy it, and I think that's true. We should enjoy it, but we should also kind of say, why can't you know? Why can't we? You know, stranger things have happened. Obviously, you know, you look at Leicester a couple of years ago. I mean, that that was that was crazy. I mean, we've got a far better squad than Leicester did when they went won the league. Mm. So, I just, I just, all, all the all the all the attributes are there for us to at least compete. You know, we've got great. We do have very good players. We've got a fantastic uh, um, uh, fan base who are on board with everything. You know, they they you, you know you look at you look at you look at teams like um, you know Man United, Chelsea now all over the place. Arguably, on paper, the players are better. Arguably, I mean, I wouldn't say, necessarily say that I mean, in, in, in in their cases because but wise, pure, no. purely based on, the, on reputation. On reputation, mm. you know, when they signed for Chelsea, when they signed for United, when they signed Anthony, they, you know, it was like prodigal son coming home. He was going to win the league for them. When they signed Sancho, it was going to, you know, the second coming. Um, but obviously, they they flattered to deceive. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we we've we we've got we've got everything in place to to compete, um, and we've got to try and go into it the rest of the season. I mean, um, believing that we can. Yeah, I mean, look who we've just beaten. How can you not say we're title challengers, given Absolutely. we've just, you know, we, 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 you know, we, 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 we beat Man City off the park, you know, arguably the best team in the world, current Premier League champions, and we've just gone and beat 
Arsenal, who were neck and neck with Man City last season and top of the table this season, within days of each other. I think, mm. uh, we, who else have we beaten? We beat Spurs away from home already. We beat Brighton, you know, who, who, were, who were incredible last season. What else do we need? To, what else do we need to do to prove that we're we should be we should be challenging? Mm. It's absolutely yeah. extraordinary, George, and I totally agree. The point is, we have to look at it like this: if you're the players, you got to think, you know what? I'm not in this league to come fourth. You know, as yeah. as, as great as an achievement that would be, Champions League. Yeah, I'll never forget back when Martin O'Neill managed Villa, and I won't say the player who it was, but I remember in an interview. And Villa at the time was second in the league, and so and I, and they asked him in an interview. They said, "Where do you want to? You know, what's your ambition?" He said to finish fourth. And I thought, "Why the beckon hell do you want to finish fourth? Mm. Want to win the league?" And like, yeah, okay. Realistically, you're thinking Jose Mourinho's Chelsea will win the league, or Alex Ferguson's Man United will win it. But you're not going to you're not going to compete with those two teams unless you truly believe in yourself yeah. and you can win it. It's a, win, it's, 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 it's a winner's mentality. I mean, look at look at the team that Fergie won the league with in his last season in charge. There's no, they have Van Persie, okay, but Valencia, um, I mean Fletcher, uh, Darren Fletcher, Johnny yeah, Evans, Johnny Evans, John O'Shea. John O'Shea. Like you're not looking at them and thinking, "Wow, God, they're, they're they're world beaters." It's a mentality thing that comes from the manager. Yes, it's exactly. It's a mentality. It's a manager who is a brilliant manager and a genius. And Alex Ferguson, I mean, what a special manager. Even at the start of the season when he said, do you know what? I was really yeah. impressed with Aston Villa after we lost to Newcastle. Yeah, and he yeah. still said Villa's a team different because the guy bloody knows what the hell's going on in football. If he was managing Man United now, I bet they'd still be competing for the league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, like, but with Emery, we've got somebody who has that sort of winning mentality. Somebody who, like, Approaches every game in a you know watches the opposition and figures out a way of playing them. Doesn't just look for a moment of magic, you know, like Wayne Rooney's trying to do it Blues or Gerard tried to do it Villa before, but has a real sensible way of approaching every game. Mm. But also making players realise they are better than what they think they are. Like mm. a John McGinn is better. Yeah, improve imp- the ability to improve players. Yeah, you know. John McGinn add a couple is, of zeros on their transfer, you know. Well, John league. McGinn's not just a mid-table Premier League player. John McGinn is a player who would win the Premier League if he played for Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. And there's no reason to think he can't do that at Villa. Why not? Why not? Why should we sit here and go, yeah, well, you know, let's just, you know, let's let Liverpool win the title. You know, Matt, this is Liverpool. You know, this means more. Ale, 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 and all that. But what, what, why? Why should we think that? So what? Go, whatever. You know, look at Arsenal. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah with the Wenger here and all that. All right, yeah, great. You you got a brilliant manager and all that who, who made you one of the best teams of all time. Man City, you know, nation state and all this. Why can't Villa look at this and go, we've got the resources, we've got the team, we've got the squad, we've got the manager, we've got the fans, we've got the, got the, the, pod, we've got the podcasters. So, <laughs> so, so, hey, we're playing. We're playing our part, Frankie, in all this. Why we're small cog in the machine? But exactly, why can't we look at this and go, "All right"? In reality, the brute reality is, there's other teams who probably have more chances of winning the league. Okay, but why don't we try and aim for them? Why don't we try and go there? Tottenham aimed for it a few years ago and came so tantalisingly close. If we're Villa, let's do it. Let's go for it. And um. There's no reason we can't compete. And look, I think 
even just getting Champions League this season would be absolutely oh, God, yeah. amazing. But I don't just want that. I want to see these players fulfill their their talent. I want to see Uno Emery fulfill the managerial and coaching ability that ability that he has. Yeah. And that is to look at Aston Villa and to look at Leon Bailey and say, "Don't worry about a thing, because Leon Bailey is playing on the wing." And, you know, you, you know what I would do, Frankie. I would. You know, and and I in another life, in another alternate reality, I am a world class manager. Oh yeah, I would say. Can I'd I be your assistant? You, yes, you can. Yeah, of course you can. Assistant to I would, I would. I wouldn't pick anybody else. But um, players, players' careers are so short. Um, and any point in time, an injury could completely wipe them out, and they have to quit. It, you know what I mean? It, it's just it's so it's so finite. Um, you know, look at the injuries that Mings has suffered and 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 Carlos Wendia. is coming back from Wendia. Like it's so short. Now, look at where we're on the table, third, couple of points off top in December. Like to every player that plays for Villa, you're thinking, or you'd want to say to them, This this is now like this is the this is a moment. This is a moment. Mm, you can you is, can seize yeah. this moment. These sorts of these sorts of opportunities, they don't come around very often, particularly not for a club like Villa. Um Seize the moment, like, re- yeah. like, like, just, just, you know, give it everything you've got. And at the end of the season, if if we if we if we we fall a little short, you can look back and say, well, we gave it up, you know, we gave it our best shot. Um, but we, tried to we got Champions League. But we got Champions League, which is still a phenomenal achievement. But that's 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 the the winner's mentality, isn't it? Which I obviously don't have. Um, it's it's like it's aim for the very top. If you come up mm. short, fine, but. Aim for that. Yeah. And try and, and th- get try and get that. And the thing is, George, we've got players like Emmy Martinez. Emmy Martinez walks around with a with the Yashin Award. Or, you know, he shows cojones. Yeah. Emmy Martinez has cojones. He's won the World Cup. He, you know, this is a man for the big time. Yeah. We've got- listen, uh, listen to the high performance podcast. <laughs> no, don't listen to that. <laughs> Do not listen to that. <laughs> listen, listen. Learn some lessons from Jay Cum- <laughs> from Jay Humphrey. Right. Oh my <laughs> God! Luca Dean on his way into training. He's got his you know AirPods in, listening to Jay Humphrey's high performance Cringe- cast. Cringeworthy FC Luke, Luke, <laughs> Jay Humphrey. He's <laughs> at home with the. Honestly, I, I, if if Villa will win the title, Emmy Martinez and, and you know oh, anyone else, Ollie Watkins celebrating. He's he's hauled over by you know Laura Woods from TNT. It's like how, how did you do it? How did you do Ollie? What's your secret? Is like, I tell you what, I'll let you do a little secret. Every day I'd come into training and listen to the high performance podcast <laughs> with Jake Humphrey. And credit where credit's due. No. <laughs> no. I tell you what, I'd be building up to the same moment thinking like they'd be listening to the All Villa I'd, I'd podcast. Support and then... I'd support blues. I'd hear it. <laughs> the only thing that could make me support Birmingham City <laughs> is if at the end of the season we win the title and they go. Yeah, I just want to thank Jay Comfrey and the the uh, high performance. But oh, oh, <laughs> oh, be... oh my I'm, god, his bite heart would shatter into a thousand pieces. <laughs> oh, like know. honestly, like I just it'd be the um, you know, just staring into the distance. Uh, that the sound of silence, Paul Simon song, just coming into my head. I, I wouldn't you be able that, to cope that, with it. You know that meme of that guy, like he's like smiling like this, and then he was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my 
by absolute by genuine reactor. Look, I think. We we might have listeners who are really into the Jacob. Of course, <laughs> you're well, into I, it. I, 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 I appreciate that, but can I just say, like, come on, the guy is fucking cringe, isn't he? Like bloody hell, like the way. Oh my god, like. Like he posted pictures of his house at home in, in they got some sort of in-house gymnasium. And it's like got like believe on the wall in massive letters. And I but mean if you can dream it, you can do it. I, but I if mean, you the, can dream it, Frankie, you can do it. This is what I'm this is what I'm saying, and this is this is what Jay Humphrey is getting at. If you uh, if you believe and if you dream big, reach for the stars, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, you've converted me, George. Now I'm gonna go and download <laughs> on, every on your, behind on the your, high performance uh, podcast. Behind behind your um behind your wall, Frankie, behind you where you are, where the filler flags are, right next to you. There's a lovely bit of space right there. <laughs> get a stent get a stencil, spray. If you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> um George, yeah, like, yeah, you've converted me. I'm yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna go download it. I'm I, yeah. I'm going to base my life on LinkedIn Jake now. Yeah, you should. You should. Um, oh, what an inspiring guy. Like, oh, mate, like, he's cringing, he? He's, he, like, you, you, all right, like, like, yeah, oh, but, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, yeah, look, if Villa win the league this season and Ollie Watkins thanks Jay Comfrey, I am, I need a long walk. I need a long walk to calm down. Yeah, no, that's that, that's that's fair enough. And listen to the high performance podcast when you do it. Okay, I think that on that on that note, we'll probably wrap things up. We we should be called the low performance podcast, George. <laughs> I, I think I think we, we, we just don't, interview we, don't need to, we interview loads know, of losers, all yeah. our friends. <laughs> people know we're the low performance podcast, Frankie. We don't need yeah. to advertise it. Yeah. Um, right. On that, yeah, on that somber note, um, thank you everybody for listening. I have been your host, George Linsky. Frankie, see you later. Catch you later, George. What a time to support the greatest football team on the planet. Oops, the mighty villa. Amazing. I'm off to listen to the High Performance Podcast. It's goodbye <laughs> from me. We'll be back again soon, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs>